Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, your place for EVs in small town America. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Last week we had a small skip of snow, just enough to cover the roads. Now, in the past, my Mini handled snow pretty well. It was front-wheel drive, had a manual transmission, and as long as I didn't bottom it out, I was pretty good to go. Last Tuesday, like I said, we had snowfall, and I needed to go out. I think I was headed to the post office, or maybe I was going to get a haircut. Yeah, I know, a haircut is a luxury many of you may not have had in the past year, but... I hope COVID at least reminds us to enjoy the little things, maybe just a little more. Anyway, we had snow. The roads were passable, but slick in spots. It was typical Kentucky weather. In fact, everything was gone three hours later. I headed out of my subdivision. Now, understand I live at the bottom of two hills below a ridgeline. The small road to get to the main road runs along the ridgeline there are a few farms and a couple of small developments. In the winter, getting to the top of the ridge has always been the difficult part. My cars in the past have been front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, or four-wheel drive. Um, and, of course, the BMW doesn't fall into any of those categories. First of all, it's rear-wheel drive. And the weight is not above the drive wheels it's actually in the middle where the battery sits and my tires as we have discussed are super super skinny that morning I gingerly backed out of the driveway put the car in drive and then I noticed something my car doesn't have a low gear and now that I say that out loud it makes total sense um, an electric motor can run one of two ways either forwards or backwards and will run as quickly as the energy flow that is going to it is regulated by the controller. So getting up the hill in a traditional car, I would drop into a lower gear, but like I said, that's not a thing on my EV since there's no transmission. Keeping this in mind, I began to ease up the first hill, which, like I said, my driveway is at the bottom. So there's no run and go to get up the hill. Um, I noticed it slipped a little, but I got to the crest of the hill just well enough. And you see, that hill that goes along my yard and ends of my driveway there is about a 10 degree incline. The big hill, as we call it, is about 30 degrees. Of course, crest this hill I've got this little swag in between the two hills and that gave me some some of that run and go momentum sitting there at the top of the hill top of the the first crest I press accelerator again lightly because I wanted to you know stay at a lower speed as not to spin because once spinning happens it's over and more than one person has wound up in the neighbor's yard or hit their mailbox, or even their vehicles in the driveway. Um, I came close one time. Uh, 
this one time in the mini, I started up the hill only to find myself pointing back down the hill by the time it was over. And I took that as a sign that maybe I should stay home. Um, there's been more than once that the uh, co-op has even offered to send um, someone out to pick me up to take me to work. Luckily, you know, work from home has uh, made that obsolete. Anyway, I'm in my BMW. I'm about two-thirds of the way up the hill when it's I started breaking loose. Now, it, it wasn't bad. It was more of a spin and catch, and then you'd lunge three feet forward and spin and catch and lunge. Um, one thing I can say about the hill is that the top clears faster than, than the rest of it. Not sure why, it just always has. And at some point, I got my wheels onto pavement and then I was able to go on. Now, the small road that leads to the main road was a lot slicker than the, the hill, but it's mostly flat, so I was able to go out the ridge line just fine. And the highway department did a really good job of keeping the main road clear, so once I got there, I was fine. After my errands, uh, like I mentioned, it was if nothing happened. No snow, no ice, no nothing. So, let's fast forward to this week. This week, Kentucky has been dealing with ice storms. Um, and at the peak, we had about 70,000 people out. Now, this is not the first ice storm. In 2009, we had one, and there were co-ops in the state that it took them 29 days to restore everything. Um, lots of broke poles, lots of tree limbs, uh, most of the lines down. It was, uh, it was a big disaster. Um, during that time for us, it only hit the northern half of our system, only affected um, three of the seven counties. That uh, Well, I guess three and a half. It did clip the top half of one of the other counties, but you know, it only affected half the system. Um, it took us 10 days to get everything restored. But, like I said, we're dealing with, with ice right now. And 70,000 people, which is nothing compared to 2009, were without power. In anticipation to this, um, I did charge my car to 95%. Not so much because I thought I would be going anywhere, but as a last-ditch place it would be somewhere to be warm but you know for that us to be that desperate to stay warm uh, the electricity would have to go off and stay off and for some odd reason our propane fireplace would have had to fail the good thing is neither one of those happened but the car is there this is the only time that being able to go from car to house um, vehicle to grid as it's called that's the only time that I would see that this would be viable because there again why would you shorten the life of your battery just to feed electricity back into your house unless it was just an absolute emergency as I was editing this I wanted to clarify that I do not have vehicle to grid capability and that requires some special equipment to be able to convert the energy from your car into a usable form for your house. 
I've not done a lot of research into the possibility of this other than just to understand the concept as it is. That being said, um, today when I'm recording this, there's still 24,000 people in Kentucky without power. And uh, I know that, that this weather system bled over into other states and uh, they're dealing with this as well. I intended to do this as a drive time episode. My plan was to get up this morning and go run. Um, all of my, my races that I were actually scheduled to do this year have been canceled so far. I did sign up for a virtual run, um, 500 mile challenge, um, Sesame Street themed. It seemed like a thing to do. Uh, and I was wanting to um, get 75 miles in this month, a little behind schedule because today, instead of going to run, I woke up um, to ice. Imagine that. Um, the roads have got a, a glazing of ice on them. Uh, so do the trees and everything else. You know what I'm talking about if you've ever experienced uh, any freezing rain. And I decided that this morning would be a good morning to just stay in and drink coffee. So, um, the National Weather Service is predicting another possible round of snow and ice for Sunday through Tuesday. So, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I just wanted to, to hit base and share this experience uh, with you today. Uh, I appreciate you listening, and I realize I need to get back to a reg regular schedule. Um, fact is, I've just got too many irons in the fire, um, trying to learn some new skills, and that's been taking some time. Um, and if any of you have ever worked at a co-op, then you know that the last of the year, first of the year transition is a busy time with reports, contracts, and spreadsheets. And let me tell you, I've seen my fill of both. Well, all three in this case. Um, you factor in the weather, uh, which typically becomes all hands on deck. Um, you know, it, it, it's been busy. Hopefully the ice that is in the forecast won't come, but if it does, I guess we'll be ready. Um, subscribe if you don't. And remember, the EV revolution is here. Transmissions? We don't need no stinking transmissions. It's a fun ride. Yeah.